Hey, this is Anna, and you're listening to Rock For Him. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Rock For Him podcast. And I gotta tell you, I'm excited for tonight. But before we get into that, first up, I have my good friend, my brother in Christ, my brother from another mother, the man, the myth, the legend, Jeremy Brown. Bro, how's it going? Good, how are you? Ah, good. It's been, this one. Ah, it's been a long time coming, telling you. Yep. Excited for this one. And the guest of honor tonight, none other than Zana. How's it going tonight? Hey, guys, it's going really well. It's a pretty nice weather, actually, here in Texas right now. It's really it's really strange because I was going to die. I was it was in my in my genetics misprint that was going to make me die a lot earlier than I wanted to. And because of my mom, who ended up being my uh, living kidney donor, she stepped in and saved me. And how, you know, that is the human condition is that we are born in sin. We can't help it. We will constantly fail. And we do need a savior. And there is one. There is a savior that did lay down his life so that you may live. Um, so I learned a lot of spiritual truths in that. Um, I also learned about ordained suffering, how sometimes the Lord allows us to go through periods of intensive suffering, but that that suffering does have an end date and it does have a finish on it. And if you can push through, it may even be years. I mean, I I bring up Joseph in the Bible. He was imprisoned wrongfully for 10 years, you know. And when he got out, it was like this huge blessing, just blessing on blessing where he never he never had that trial. As far as I know, he never had that type of of suffering again. And so um, that's kind of a huge reason I'm resting a lot this year, because I felt like those three years were just insane, like things that like I don't want to remember. Like that's how that's how intensive they were on on my on my psyche. Like I was in survival mode. Uh, at, at one point, I think that I was so strapped for money that I literally told someone I was like, if anybody mugs me right now, I'm just gonna kill them. Like I I cannot lose this money. Like money is my medications. It's my life. If anybody tries to mug me right now, I will kill them. Like that wow. that's how far gone I was. That's how stressed I was. To the point where, like, I wish someone will mess with me because I am more dangerous than them, I think, just because I'm so psychotic right now. (laughs) It was not good. I don't know if I could really physically back that up, but my brain was in constant adrenaline mode. My brain would never stop worrying. It was, like, never could be at peace. And when I had a day off to relax, I couldn't because my nervous system was so filled with fear and anxiety constantly. Um, So it was no way to live uh, definitely live like that way too long and um I had a lot I had to reconstruct a lot of things in my spiritual walk I had to learn how to trust in God financially again because I completely abandoned that spiritual principle I thought that everything was up to me because life just got so hard for a sec um but I started to see how my lack of faith was really destroying me inside it was keeping me in adrenaline all the time um it was keeping me on edge all the time you know I couldn't even have really good relationships because 
I would just expect the world of this person because I had to do the world. I had to pick up my everything from my bootstraps. I had to go. I, I, I was like suffering physically a lot, sick, sick wise, health wise, a lot, not only in body, but in my mind. Um, and so after just the period, like, I really truly believe like the day I, I released my album, that, that crap was over. Like, as soon as I released my album, everything just got right. And um, it was finished. It is finished. You know, now I'm just taking a back seat. I'm resting and I'm just letting God pour back into me because I really ran from him, I think, because I was just so confused and messed up in my head from my traumas. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't, I don't know if I can speak for Jeremy or not, but everything that you just said, I guarantee you, if you wrote that down, there's your book. Like I know you said yeah. you're trying to push past it and and not dwell in it, but maybe you do need to write that down and get that out and share that with more people that than can what can hear this, you know, on tour. Write it down, people. I guarantee you, they'll be. A, blown away like i already heard that once before and listen to it now again i'm like oh that is so powerful like it it, it it's very powerful so it, if you can take any encouragement too. please yeah. Yeah. thank you thank you i i think for me it's like i i just don't know how to write it but i i know there's editors there's people that can just like <laughs> fix the wording for me because i will like go on and on and on and like run on sentences you know uh, but no, I, no. I, I have some ideas. I, I have some ideas of it. I think I just need to get jump the gun on it and, and not, I think I'm waiting to be ready to jump on a new project. Uh, and I, I got to find the strength in me because part of me is just like, no, no more. I don't no, want to do it. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need Becca to come in and sit down next to you and be like, okay, you can yeah. do this. She seems to be the calming factor between you're the hyper one, she's the calm one. (laughs) Yeah, we we actually both really need that in each other's lives. She needs someone to, you know, really like get her on her butt too. And me, I just I just go a thousand miles an hour that I don't stop. Uh, So we're both practicing those opposite things. Uh, But it's great. It's it's great to have a ministry partner who who relates. I mean, Becca has chronic illness too. She has epilepsy. And uh, she struggled with a lot of things that I did at exactly the same time, you know, and so just trying to pull each other up and be like, come on, man, we got this. We we're, we're, we're we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, why aren't we using that? Why aren't we praying? Why aren't we commanding things into existence? Why are we praying more fervently for our marriages, for our men, for our ministries? Like, you know, we have this power. And I think that the unexpected tour is really important because we we were tested in that. We were tested in our faith and and that we have to go and pray for the show because there could be demonic activity and what are we going to do if that happens like, you know like how are we prepared for this you know but it was just amazing to see like the people show up that were hungry that were so affected by this message man i just didn't understand how many people were going through that especially when i would talk about how like when you keep allowing the enemy's voice to tell you you're not good enough how that is just a little bit of lie sewn into a batch that makes us start to turn away. And when we turn away from God, we end up going through a road of confusion where it's it's free for all for the devil, man. He's just like, oh, I'm going to pound you with so many things that you don't even know what's going on. I'm going to confuse the heck out of you because I cannot get you back on the path of righteousness. 
because you know that that power the holy spirit is so much bigger and when you start to understand that 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 force is on your side when you ask boldly when you come to the throne of god when you truly seek him for his things you know what a difference that makes in your life and so before we did this tour beck and i actually went to a christian conference uh called the voice of healing conference at my old school that they host annually and man, we would just see the spirit operate, man. We just saw like signs and wonders. And, um, you know, Becca has some, some spiritual gifts herself. And uh, I, I think I have some spiritual gifts. So we were just learning how to use those things in, synchro- in synchronization and synergy. And um, I, I think it's a it's a powerful thing when we come together and, and put our faith there where like we go to these random communities that like haven't seen this stuff. They're not exposed to this stuff. You know, and when so I, I was just I was I was I was flabbergasted that it's just like, man, it's just it's this easy. Like, just go book, go speak people. You don't know the ripple effects that it's going to have, because some of the stories I heard on this tour of people talking to me after the event were like, man, everything you said, everything you said is what I'm going through every time. Like this one guy was like, every time I want to sing on the worship team, I just I, I come out like people are like, like my aura is different. Like I, I feel peace of God, like I'm. I'm a vessel for good, but when I stop doing that, I become confused. I have the shadow of darkness, like, you know, and so it, it really has to be a choice that you make and then a spiritual dif- discipline once you decide to follow Christ, because it, it's, yes, you committed, but you're not staying in it. You're not staying in your discipline. Um, right. So that's something I'm still working on too. And um, I noticed that when I do spend time with the Lord, I, I if I don't have expectations, I have a great time. When yeah. I have expectations, I get disappointed. I'm like, oh, he didn't speak to me. It's like, how do you know he does? He wants to speak to you about that? Maybe he doesn't right now. And that was something yeah. I really had to understand because most of the time I was just asking him for stuff. I was asking him for for my business stuff, for Zana's stuff, and I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't even a relationship about me and him anymore. It was just like, okay, what do we do now, God? What do we do? Not who are you? How are you? You know, let's let's just talk. Let's. Let's look at things that are a little more urgent than being in music right now, like your heart, you know, your anger. Like, why do you have so much anger? And that was that was a really big step I had to overcome in my healing was anger. Mm. Um, just because uh, I've just seen a lot of vile things in the industry that uh, brainwashing, just brainwashing as an artist that you're never doing enough. You're never good enough, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I still fight those things and this feelings of inadequacy really will overtake your life and make you bitter. Um, but when you when when you back up and you know why you're doing it and it's truly true that you're doing it for the right reasons, then you will be free from all that garbage. And I've never been happier doing music when I am free from the garbage of the industry and needing to come up with quotas and numbers. And like, I like numbers, they, they make me feel like I'm growing, but it, they're not everything. And I don't really think we're gonna ever really see the impact of what we do until we get to heaven. So it's like, why am I freaking out that I'm not the biggest artist in the world? Like, do you think Christ cares about that at the end? Because only the world sees that. And anything that the world accepts and loves, you need to be very careful that you're pursuing that. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you, why, why, do not love the world or anything in it. Just don't do it. Absolutely. So you have done, duets or you've you've been on a number of tracks with other artists who's been your favorite so far i mean let's say you've done obviously recently matt moore mm-hmm. reclaim the day matt sasano is there anyone that i'm that i'm missing in there 
Uh, yeah, actually, I just came up on my Facebook memories. The uh, uh, it's called a uh, Daylight by Aaron Ray. That one was special because I actually got to write a rap, and I had never gotten to do that before. So um, I I took Aaron's rap and I kind of reworded a lot of stuff. I kind of came up with some few stanzas myself, and then I came up with the chorus as well. So that was cool. That was like a genre that I'd never done before that I got a chance to do, and I actually really liked the rhyme. Like when you really listen to it, man, like you're like, wow, like. Like one of, one of the lines I wrote was, um, I gotta share it because I was really proud of this line. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Let me look for it. Y'all will have to cut out the silence. <laughs> During editing, sorry. Yeah, Jason, Jason's the wizard at that. All right, so. Um, all right, so. I wrote a lot of this. <laughs> so it goes, um, so uh, this, yeah, this heat became the pressure that changed the state of things, talking about the gods refining fire. And then I wrote, like a burning, yearning, alive, he's working, birthing a new beginning, a savior love it, he's emitting, discerning and searching the inner chaos of my being, reversing and nursing the broken pieces that were hurting, yeah, like a pile of sand from being walked on. That part Aaron wrote. Um, but uh, then you jump down and you go to um, how can I go back when so many are hurting and darkness, weeping and lonely, so depressed and so lowly, doing things so they won't be. But in their heart, they're struggling the fight to survive when they cling to the night, the light on the hill still calling their minds, the fear to surrender, although they know better. God's love is there is the key and their heart is the treasure, the pressure. Lord, help me die to relive. I need to show the world just as how much you exist. So I really like that the, the God's love is the key and their heart is the treasure. I think that really embodies just that like humanity's condition will never be healed until we understand the lock and key that we are only meant for one key, which is God. That love is what unlocks the treasure within it, the potential in humanity. Um, so yeah, I like that line. I think it was a, I thought it was a good one. But um, I, other than that, I really like Chokehold because it was a cool scream duet. I had never done that before with another female, a scream duet. Um, that was dope. I like Matt Sassano's song too because it was a, an electric kind of pop vibe. Again, I love I just love mixing up genres. It's just it's really fun for me. I like to try my hand at different styles. Um, and then I love I did like the 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 one I just did. Uh, Matt tether. Moore. Matt Moore Tether. Yeah, I like that one because I got to experiment with some more vocal tones on there. I hadn't screamed on a track in a while. So they're they're all kind of just special. There's there's things I if if the track is good, even if it's a different genre, it's very hard for me to say no to, um, just because I like to work out the songwriting muscles and do new stuff. <laughs> is there is there any artist that you're like, oh, I would love to sing with this person or this band just on a song? Yeah, I uh I really like the Japanese rock band One OK Rock. Uh his 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 range is right where mine is actually. Um, but the ballads they sing, man, their songs are just so good. Uh the vocals are written very well. So that's kind of my dream band to collab with, I think. But uh there's probably more. I just can't think of him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, there's this uh, Israeli pop artist. She's kind of my favorite right now. Uh her name's Netta and uh she's kind of weird like she's funky like her music is super creative um but she makes these really interesting tones that uh are like unhinged a little bit and i like it though because they sound very good um but her songwriting her vocals are really good netta 
she is Israeli. She's getting a lot of flack because she is Israeli right now. Um, and she is very much defending her country. And I, I love it. I love it. She's very talented. So she got a lot of hate from people um, on the other side that are supporting Hamas. I don't know why you would support a terrorist group, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but she is definitely an artist I'm really inspired by right now. I really like what she's been putting out. So what you're saying is everyone that's watching and listening needs to go out and find Netta's music like right now and pick it up. Support her. Well, she's just a freaking good singer. And I respect people that can do that with their voice, man. That's really yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And then creative, just really creative. She's really not in a box at all. And and I and that's what I I don't want to be in boxes either. I like to write all kinds of genres of music. And uh yeah, love it. Awesome. Jeremy, what do you got? <laughs> so Jason, I'm gonna steal one of your questions. No, don't <laughs> hey, you know which one you know which one I'm gonna steal. I know. <laughs> Just because I love this question. So if there's anybody like if somebody were to pull up to your door and say, grab your stuff, you're coming on tour with us, who would it be and why? Well, I wanted that to be disturbed. Uh, I put out an audition. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. I'm, a, I'm a little salty because the band that they ended up picking was didn't even like put out a video. And it's it kind of speaks to really the, the smoke and mirrors that the industry is because they were never going to pick somebody from online. It was it was kind of just like to me, I see it as like this free promo contest that they did um, and it did well for them. But, you know, that's kind of why I'm just a little off with the industry right now, because it there is a lot of back deals that go on. OK, it's like those, the band obviously got in contact with their manager, set it up on the back end. And I don't know why I'm surprised anymore, because this stuff happens all the time. You have to have the money. You have to have the connection and the influence. And there's just kind of, it's just very hard to break without those things. Um, so a long time I was chasing that stuff and made me miserable, absolutely miserable. Uh, so now I'm just focusing on reaching the fan base that is already kind of tuned into my sound um, and vibing with that sound because um, if you just chase that dragon, you'll chase it forever. And you'll never feel good enough as an artist when you keep just being like, well, I, why, why aren't I at Taylor Swift level yet? You know, it's like, well, let's look at that because, you know, all those people that are freaking massive right now, a lot of them had connections and money and influence. And, you know, it's it, that's cool. I'm happy for them. It's something that I didn't have. And I, I'm not upset about it anymore because I know that my music is reaching the people it has to or it will reach the people it needs to. Absolutely. And um, when when you look at those worldly prizes, it's like, again, you're you're very easily seduced into that feelings of worthlessness, confusion. Um, and we're seeing a lot of uh, spiritual activity in musicians right now. You know, you see people getting saved or completely turning demonic looking. And I think that there's a lot of, of spiritual activity going around right now for artists. Um, people are kind of choosing sides now. And I think it's very hard to hide the spiritual factor of the music industry and what makes you successful. What kind of influences are you gonna be if you're successful and a lot of those influences we're seeing are very negative right now so yeah i definitely think you're kind of seeing a line in the sand when it comes to you know which side you're on you know before kind of intertwined a little bit but i can definitely see what you're saying that you know artists are definitely drawing that line in the sand 
So. And and I'm I, I I'm happy, man, because it's like when you're in this industry, it's so easy to get down on yourself and feel so worthless that you should be doing more. And it's just it's just lies of the enemy. Like, you know, you you you've got to stop. And that was like a huge part of my life. I needed to heal that brainwashing of just people that were in authority. My whole music career always telling me I needed to be doing more. I was never enough. I was not skinny enough. I was not, you know, singing well enough, whatever the heck, you know. And so uh, a lot of my energies right now is just, I'm just a vocal coach. I pour into people, I get them to where they need to be, but not in a bullying, crazy gaslighting way. It's a, hey, let's put in the work, let's practice. Let me tell you why you're not singing well right now. Let's, let's find the fundamental problems of your singing and pour into them and encourage them um, because there's so many people out there that would take their money and not even give them good services, you know? A lot of things in the music industry are scams, especially on the promotion end. Uh, so it's just, uh, yeah, to answer your question, disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> the long way around, but you got there. <laughs> I, I just got to stop myself because I'll just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's that whole uh, hyper energy thing. It just You got there. You got I there. mean, you, just you can't get me to shut up at some point. <laughs> but, but it's I'm entertained. Than... I'm loving hey, this. Hey, man, this, is, this has been yeah. one that, that we've been looking forward to for a long time. So, I mean. Yeah, I uh, I feel like that's one thing that I, I'm called is just to be truthful, you know, and that's what makes me never shut up about opinions. And Becca knows it. She's like, don't get her started. Don't ask her that question. Don't let her elaborate. It'll be two hours before we're out of here. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I am going to split this one into two episodes. So, <laughs> but... I'm not gonna lie. I may take that little rap you did and do it as as at the end after the credits. All of a sudden, there's <laughs> there's Zana rapping. Oh, cool. Yeah, no. I mean, I would never rap myself, but I can write rap. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> record it. It doesn't sound very good. It's not very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you said you're gonna take a little bit of time off and just kind of rebalance and get you know a sense of peace and calmness but you also mentioned you might have another track coming out soon is that uh yeah yeah actually um that's kind of uh, a track that has that pulled out a lot uh, i wrote it when i was in survival mode and um it's called pile of pills because it's about how many pills i had to take to live <laughs> every day <laughs> And just the, the insanity I drove myself into just trying to afford medications, basic living, um, just being on my own, just, you know, survival mode where I am, I'm basically just working to live and living to work. There's nothing else about it. I have no enjoyment in my life. I don't, I don't have peace. I, I'm just in a, a state of chaos all the time where I'm just like, I need more money. I need more money. I'm scared. I might go to the hospital again. I need to have funds. Like just picking up every single thing I could do, every shift, working my hand. It literally says in the in the song, work my body and hands to the bone just to stay alive, maintain my life just to survive. And it's it's about being in a cycle of, of poverty and chaos. And uh, it's very it's very desperate. I, I, I kind of get sad when I when I when I listen to it because this was this was in my heart when I wrote this, you know, that that was how destroyed and destructive 
I was to myself and uh, probably to people around me. Um, so don't don't want to don't want to connect myself with that person. <laughs> Um, but I think it's I think it's really important. That song is very important because a lot of people are there. They cannot afford to live. They cannot. People that are chronically ill have it so hard because they're in so much pain all the time and they have no choice but to get up and work um, and be constantly on edge that they're going to die soon. You know, if they don't die of illness, they're going to die because they get ill and can't afford the medication, you know, something they just can't afford care. Uh, and um, and yeah, so it's it's a very brutal, brutal song. Um, and the things I say in it are very hard to admit that I felt that way. But like one of the lines is like, uh, I'm bitter and jaded with the sickness. I admit it consumed with the pursuit of money. I can't clean myself from this. I've been sick for a long time, both body and mind. Oh, wait, the day I say goodbye, I change my mind all the time. Because there's just there was so many times I was like, let's just end this, dude. We don't have to be chronically ill. We don't have to do this. Like, forget this whole game, this whole system of healthcare and money and bills and living expense. We can just end this, you know? And that's a very dark place to be. I don't think I really wanted that, but at the end of, at the end of the day, I was just so tired. My body was so tired. My mind, my emotions were so fragile. My spiritual walk was so, so on the rocks. Um, and that's kind of where Erase was born too. I wrote some of Pilot Pills before Erase, I think, or around the same time, but Erase was a really bad day for me where I was just like, I can't find solutions to my problems. So I might as well, I just wish I was never born, you know? And that, that's just a sad place, man. That's a sad place. But I, I will release this song um, because I think that a lot of people get a lot of, uh, would get a lot of freedom knowing that someone else is there too. Because uh, I, I sent it to Becca and she's, same thing, chronic illness, just trying to survive every day. And she listens to it all the time. She's like, dude, I had a bad, I had a bad day health-wise the other day. And I was just blasting pile of pills because I'm so tired of taking medication just to like barely live and feel like garbage, you know? Mm. <laughs> it was awful. But yeah, it's uh I, I don't know. I, I I wanted to write a metal EP about um that whole survival place because a lot of the dark things that I thought. I didn't put on stronger than death because it, I wanted it to still remain truthful that God good does win at the end of the day. It will. Um, but there's definitely a low point on that album, but it, it, I could have been so much more brutal. if I wanted to. <laughs> I could have said some really intense things uh, that are definitely that, that fire is still there, but um, it, it's hard to relate with that person because I just, it was just such a tragic state I was in. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I just got to tell you, I, I am so thankful that you didn't just give up and be like, hey, you know what? I don't need to deal with this because your music has been such a blessing to so many people. I mean, for those that are watching and listening, you know, she has this discord channel where you can see people talking about the songs and just really digging into what the music means to them. It is it's honestly amazing just seeing the inspiration. And I'm not just trying to, you know, build your ego here, Zana. Honestly, you know, I, you see people talking about what your music means. And I know for me, listening to a race, when I'm in that dark place, and, you know, for the last couple months, I have been in a really dark place. And Erase was really one of those songs that I went to that kind of helped pull me out of it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to personally 
thank you for that. I mean, that song means a lot to me. And when you and Becca played it at the show, like literally I had tears and, you know, just like, I, I was like a teenage girl, like crying, <laughs> singing it. He was, he was a hot mess. And... I was a hot mess that night, but you know, you were such a blessing. I just can't, I can't thank you enough. I know, you know, it might sound silly, but honestly, thank you for just You're being welcome. you. Yeah, I absolutely, man. And I, I truly believe your race was given to me. I, I don't think, like I wrote verses on that. I know I wrote the verses, but that chorus was just given to me. Uh, it just downloaded to my brain, literally words and all. Um, really freaky, man. And uh, I just think that it, it is one of those sounds that like, God's just like, hey, I gotta find a vessel. I'm gonna give this song to the world. Here's one. Uh, give it to her. You know, she'll put it out. <laughs> It'll find who it needs to. You know, I, I believe that's a spiritual gift. I mean, like, I, King David, like, had you know that ability to write about real life, and and I, I do think it's a form of prophecy. I think that you know a lot of those things were downloaded to his spirit, and maybe he didn't even know why he was saying that, but they were there. Those words were there. And they comfort, you know, untold amount of people today in the, in the word. I mean, they're immortalized forever. Like talk about talk about the most successful musician of all time was King David. OK, literally thousands of years in the future, people still be singing his songs. Yeah, but um, no, I, I just uh, I think everybody has spiritual gifts. I think we're just not really aware that sometimes they're spiritual, you know, because there's been times I, I write songs. I'm like, bro. I don't I didn't write that it just came to me I don't know where it came from but it, it wasn't me um and so um I do believe that God God communicates in, in that way sometimes sometimes just through music yeah, and uh absolutely. It, it, it's a, it's I've been studying a lot about frequencies too just like the, the frequencies of things that are the music that they're in or the, the hurts that they're in you know you are sending a vibration that um does things so it's it's kind of metaphysic it's kind of weird uh but I think that there is a a, a an atmospheric change with music. And so that's why I'm kind of like, I gotta be really careful what I write because if I just write a vicious metal EP where I am thinking about all the things that were dark, you know, I'm, I'm scared to put something out like that. I don't want people to be encouraged to do wrong, you know, um, but which is why I try to put redemptive points all the time uh, at the end of an album, but you never know, you know, so there comes a responsibility. So I wanna be very careful what I talk about in, in future albums, you know, and um, really make it so that it truly does help people and accomplishes a purpose spiritually for them. Awesome. That, that, that is awesome. Well, I know we have now gone on for a half hour past what we told you the show was going to be. So <laughs> Jeremy, it happens all the time. <laughs> you got anything else, Jeremy? No, like Jason, uh, Erase is one of my favorite songs. Uh, on the album uh as a whole i think stronger than death has been my absolute favorite release this year um oh, thank you so much and you wouldn't believe how many albums and stuff we get sent you know throughout the year and you know and i'm trying to compile my, my top 15 for the year and that that's like number one oh um, man thank you so much i yeah i that's a huge honor to me that's I, I never, I, I I wanted this album to have that impact, but I was never really sure it would. It was like a big gamble, but I think I, I think it's safe to say it exceeded my expectations in a lot of ways. It's, it, it's impacting a lot of people. I mean, my family loves listening to it in the car. Um, you know, my daughter, when we when we were at KCF, 
she saw the acoustic show, but she didn't see the the heavier side. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's like, Zana is so cool. How does Becca get, you know, to be her friend? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, she's she's a huge fan of, of yours and Becca's and, and just looks up to you guys all the time and is always wanting to hear hear your guys' stuff and and that yeah, I I love Becca. She's uh she definitely you know it, Becca actually just started as a voice student of mine and she just <laughs> we just started talking and like it wouldn't stop and we started veering a lot off the lesson and just talking about personal things and then all of a sudden we'd be there for like two hours and be like bro do you have to go? Uh yeah and then just every lesson started being like that where we would just get into talking about like personal things. <laughs> Yeah, I guess just book a book a lesson with me and see what happens <laughs> if you want to be my right. friend. <laughs> right. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. I love the work you're doing in Michigan. I love that you guys are trying to create a scene there. And that Dougie's coffee shop food, I'm still thinking about. It was really, really good. <laughs> and I just kind well, of come back and hang out with us. We'll get yeah. you some more Dougies. Patrick is mad at me because he's like, every time I want to eat something, I'm dead set on it. And I'm dead set on Dougie's. Like, I will not accept anything else. Like, I want some Dougie's to eat again. That food was great. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I just can't drive that way. (laughs) I was just there over the weekend, and I got this cup of coffee. It was probably the best cup of coffee I've ever had. I'm just like, dude, how do you make it like this? Like, it's amazing. I know, man. It's such good stuff. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Hopefully, again soon. I love that. Yeah, for well, sure. You, you and you and Patrick just need to come up and do a show, and you know we'll do it right at Dougie's, and he can experience Dougie's for himself. Heck right. yeah! Heck yeah! No, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. I gotta think about that. How to make that happen again? But I gotta write this book, man. <laughs> Apparently, everybody's <laughs> telling me to do it. That's oh, right. <laughs> Well, before you know we turn you, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. You know you're welcome. You're your family now. I mean, yep. all right, all right. So, anytime you want to come up here, just let us know, and we'll we'll figure out a way to make it happen. Absolutely. All right. Before we turn you loose on the world, <laughs> what we like to do is we like to pray for our guests. How can we pray for you tonight? Oh, how can? Oh, that's good. Um. Open enrollment for health insurance is coming up, so I'm always like hoping I just get a good insurance plan. <laughs> I know that's like really not spiritual at all. I'm like praying that I get good health insurance. Um, no, but other than that, man, just um, inspiration, just inspiration for whatever the next thing is. Um, and uh, if it's that book, then God's got to kick my butt, got to give me a nice swift kick because I'm a little comfortable right now. I don't know when I'm out of the rest phase yet so he's got to tell me (laughs) because i'll take more time i'll keep taking more time if he doesn't tell me right absolutely (laughs) but yeah just that just uh oh and the new nesdom album that's going to come out in spring definitely be in prayer for that absolutely yeah now we just need to get now we just need to get Patrick on the podcast. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm sure he'll be doing a lot of media stuff when that happens, but I'll definitely keep you on mind for that and we'll make it happen for sure. Sweet. Absolutely. Sweet. And we'll be praying for Patrick anyway, dealing with the energy. Just wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, so, thanks so much, guys. All right. Jeremy, you want to close us out real quick in prayer? 
Absolutely. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for Zana um, coming on the podcast. Lord, she is phenomenal. And, and as we've said before, she's she's a member of our family, Lord. Um, just uh, watch over her and, and Patrick and, and uh, continue to show her what you want her to do. Uh, we're, we're thankful for her and her ministry. Um, Lord, we're, we're thankful for Patrick and, and what he's doing. And we pray that uh, as he, he finishes up his album, Lord, that you take his music and bless people the way Zana's music has impacted and blessed people. Lord, uh, during the season of rest, just continue to pour into Zana. Give her what she needs, Lord. Meet her where she's at. Continue to show her the way you want her to go. Uh, inspire her to write either the book or new music or <laughs> or whatever it is, Lord. And I just know that whatever you call her to will be done with excellence. Mm. Um, Lord, continue to uh, guide us here at Rock for Him. Lord, we are so thankful for this ministry. But more importantly, Lord, we're thankful for what you did on the cross for all of us. To, to save us from our sin to to Lord and in this Advent season we're anticipating you're coming again mm. um, Lord just continue to watch over us continue to lead us the way you want us to go uh, may this this and all things we do glorify you bless we'll us in Jesus name Amen Amen. 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 Uh, Thank you guys so much. Keep up with the ministry you're still doing. Try to impact that area. I'm proud of you guys. Thank you. And I just want to remind you, Zana, if you're going to rock, rock for him. Heck yeah. Watching and listening. Have a good night. If you like what you saw today, hit the subscribe and like button down below and don't forget to share it to all your friends. Also, leave us a comment down below. If you're going to rock, rock for him.